Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to the first ever actual post-game show in Jaybird watching history. I am Craig Borden. I'm here with my gang, as usual, Brennan Panikar and Adam Corsair. Fellas, things could be better, but I'm assuming things are all right enough, seeing it was only game one. Uh, (laughs) And the perfect summary ensues for an evening of what turned into not enough hits, some poor decisions on, you know, everybody in the Twitterverse for Blue Jays Nation. And what could have been, I think, a closer game in hindsight, too, with some certain decisions. So, Adam, you and I were, you know, talking on Twitter and whatnot, goofing around. We were waiting for Rowdy to the Kirk Gibson in a pinch hit situation. He didn't quite get that opportunity. But Rowdy did look pretty good in that at bat. And he actually looked like he has some legs underneath him. What did you think? Hmm. He looked all right. Uh, the the hit was was clutch. Um, he did for me look a little uh, ginger uh, coming home. He's definitely not a hundred percent, but I think it's a breaking case of emergency type case. I don't think you're gonna see him start a game. Period. He I think he's just a pinch hit role uh, for this entire series. Um, it may if they advance, it might lead into that too. Um, Otherwise, I thought he looked good. I thought the decision was the correct one uh, yeah. to get him in there. Um, well, you might get but, into the fact that it might have been the only correct decision for the evening. but <laughs> Yes. Um, so I don't know how you want to break this down. If you want to do it chronologically, if you want to do it what st- stood out to me the most. But, um, you know, when it comes to how this game was managed, I want to make it clear that I share the frustration with Blue Jays fans, and I'm right there with you. Um, this is not Charlie Montoyo's call. I need to make that clear. And this is what I believe. And if people disagree with that, that's fine. Um, he's doing what he's told. The, there is no manager, you know, that, that's seasoned that will a pitcher who's cruising through three innings as Shoemaker did. No way they would just pull him because of some computer spitting out numbers saying so. This is a plan that the front office has implemented and they're sticking to it stubbornly. This is not a Montoyo call. I need to make that clear. Whether or not you think that he should say, fuck this, I'm going off feel, there's a, a reasonable uh, case to be made for that. And I sort of agree with that. But at the end of the day, I also understand why you have to listen to your boss. And you have to do what your boss tells you to do, um, especially when you're in the second year of your your management uh, tilt. So 
I think that um, a lot of decisions were questionable, but I don't were 100% Charlie Montoyo's decisions. Brendan, yeah. you care to weigh, weigh in? Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Uh, at least the first pitching change was scripted. Right. And when it was scripted. Um, and hey, look, we said yes, three to four innings from Shoemaker, and then you get Robbie Ray for two or three, and that's exactly how it went down. And they did their job. So there's, I don't, in my mind, there's nothing to be upset about uh, on my end in terms of how the pitching decisions went down between men. Uh, it was the decision to bring in AJ Cole that is leaving me scratch my head a little bit. Uh, but on Shoemaker and Ray a little bit, look, I understand the frustration for sure. You got a guy who's cruising, uh, looking fantastic, only 35 pitches, and we know that he's owned the pass for his career. I get going in with a game plan, but I don't think it should be so rigid. Like, let the fluid situation play out. Let it, let, let there be a little bit of uh, in-game decisions uh, instead of, nope, he's going three and three only no matter how he looks. Because what happens if Shoemaker was to go out there and not pitch well and get, just start getting lit up in the first or the second? You then go to Robbie Ray, what happens after that? Can all fall out of place pretty quickly. So, yeah, I, I, it's possible. Shoemaker would have gone out there for a fourth and been just as dominant. It's possible he would have gone back out there and given up a run or two or three. Uh, we'll never know that. Uh, it did work out. It's after that that I have a few minor gripes with how that game was managed. So this is what I see. The baseball gods gave us fruit with Matt Shoemaker literally just blitzing through the race for three innings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is no other way. This is full-on Blitzkrieg through that lineup. Just boom, <laughs> done. <laughs> Sorry, I went history on everybody for a second. But that is exactly what he was doing to this lineup. They, they couldn't touch him. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but the fact that his breaking pitches looked like they had an extra foot of break on it tonight. There was some insane spin going on with Matt Shoemaker's pitches. Even his fastballs doing the tailing and everything. It just looked like the guy we saw at the beginning of last season. And it was in very very impressive so do you guys have the feed open on your phones where you would see what i'm about to put on the screen i, I don't see anything you're putting okay. on there right now i'm no. putting up this on the screen because this just looks like the guy the you know the, the image of a guy that thought he was going to be staying in the ball game with pete walker telling him yes <laughs> i know exactly this looked like the guy about. that was yeah, assuming yeah. that this game plan was fully in place this is the point i think at least matt shoemaker is on par with the fact that he regardless of what game plan was laid in play. If I am throwing the best game of my life, and that's what I think he was doing at this point in the ballgame, there was no reason in shit anybody touching him or even talking to him. Let him do his game, period. And the thing that kills me, where Brendan was starting to go to with the A.J. Cole thing, okay, let's say he goes through one more inning, the fourth, and then you decide to pull it. That is one less inning on the Blue Jays' bullpen that you have to see somebody like A.J. Cole. Because in all reality, guys, the the actual overall encompassing plan of Ray plus Shoemaker worked. But why did you have to have the handcuffs on it to only use it for six of the eight, six of the nine innings? Mm. That is where the issue with me is. Right now, the way both of those guys pitched, there was no reason in shit they couldn't have pitched four innings each. Yeah, Brendan, I'll let you pick up that on that. What do you think? Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. That's uh, a fair point. Absolutely. Um it works. I think that and it was the plan all along. So I don't think any Blue Jays fans should be surprised about it. Um, I do know the the face that you were talking or referring to about Shoemaker just <laughs> look of complete surprise or at least arguing his case to go back out there. 
Um, I'm sure he must have known that that was going to be a hard cap of three innings and three innings only. And maybe he's just like, like change your, consider changing your mind. It's probably something along the lines of what he was trying to say there. But they stuck with it. It worked. Um, and again, my biggest gripe is you have a fully rested bullpen. Why is your seventh or eighth best leverage arm coming in in a one nothing ball game? Uh, you had Nate Pearson, you had Thomas Hatch who pitched, you had Ryan Barucki, you had Anthony Bass, you had Raphael Dolis. He had all five of those guys before I would even consider bringing in AJ Cole in that situation. And I know Cole has been good for the most part this year, but in every appearance I can remember going back to the first series, he gives up a lot of, lot of hard contact. So it just didn't seem like to me at the time, the right matchup. But when you have a freshly loaded, ready-to-go bullpen that you can summon on anybody, you go to your three or four best guys without question. You don't go to A.J. Cole. That's the one frustrating aspect of this game for me. I agree. Um, you know, just purely based on mathematics, the combination and the pulling of Matt Shoemaker did not cost this team this game, right? No. Because Ray gave up a one, uh, one run. We earned that run back, right? Just purely based on mathematics, we earned that run back. Um, if, if that run was scored earlier, you know, anything obviously could happen, but it seems that the, the nail in the coffin for this game was AJ Cole, um, coming in and coughing up that two run Homer. So that's a questionable decision. Of all people. Mm, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. <laughs> one home um, run in the regular 60 game season, one home run now in the postseason. That yeah. is just some really weird math. Manuel Margot is a way better pit player, I think, than what his stat line showed this year. But I was not expecting him to come up with a home run in this game at all. No. I would expect he contributed, but right. I wasn't expecting that. My my other gripe about this game was, and I was, again, I was uh, texting with my buddy Connor back and forth. Um, you know, your last at-bat, at you had, well, your second to last at-bat, you had Teoscar Hernandez. And at this point, you're thinking, oh, man, put him in the six hole is genius. Right. And you could tell on that 3-0 pitch he was looking to to tie up that game. He was determined. Um He thought he was once, getting another fastball. Yes, he was he was waiting on fastball and he got the the off speed. Once Teoscar strikes out, why aren't you putting in Shaw? I why agree. are you letting Joe Panic bat at this point? You need a home run. You need a power bat at that point. And Joe Panic is not that. You're looking for one swing to tie the game. And I understand, like, positions may fuck that shit up, but you can maneuver that. You have pieces on the bench to make that work. Why that are you not have fucked up that bat. Well, he almost, Panic was playing, what, second at that Panic point? Panic was playing second at that point, and you had Biggio over at third. Just go, whoop. Exactly. Done. Problem solved. Yeah, exactly. Why are you not putting in a power bat? That made me scratch my head, and I'm thinking to myself, you need one swing. Why isn't Travis Shaw coming in this game? Yeah. You might as well let Reese McGuire hit. Just saying. Why did he even play? <laughs> <laughs> I agreed that they needed to pinch hit with Rowdy, but I was honestly shocked that they didn't. I'm glad they didn't, but I thought I thought he was coming in for Kirk when Hazel May said he was getting a bat. I really mm. did. I yeah. really did not think anything was um, going to deter that. As much as I loved, wanted to see King Kirk come in there, because in all reality, guys, he um, – got us off the schneid, you know. He actually had the first hit in Toronto Blue Jays 2020 postseason. Yep. And um, I don't know if you saw the crazy stat, but him and Vladdy were the youngest Blue Jays players ever to be playing in a postseason baseball game wow. before today. The only other one other than that was Junior Felix, 
Junior okay. Felix. Oh, wow. Junior Felix did not get a hit in that game. From what I was reading through, I didn't get too far into actually diving in the stats myself. But Alejandro Kirk is the youngest player in Blue Jay history to have a hit in the postseason. That's mm. simple. Did mm-hmm. he have a hit? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. So. so when he gets a hit, he'll be the new youngest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it wasn't in the first game. <laughs> right, right. True. Good call. No, he walked twice. I'm looking at the, the they, They're only separated by like three months, aren't they? Mm. Something like that. It's it's not much. So, but anyways, the fact that Kirk was the one that finally got to Snell says yeah. a lot, I think. Because even that first at-bat, he came up into that at-bat with no fear. He hits a rope on the field line, and it just happens to land in the left fielder's glove. That was one step out of almost out of his reach. What A little bit more down the line, was it was a base hit. Yeah. Double. So, as far as the offense, I know there wasn't much to talk about, but guys... Where do we go from here? Do we? I know the game plan is for Ryu tomorrow. If there's any of this bullshit manipulation on timing, and pitches, and everything tomorrow, am I chewing this hat tomorrow? Because I, I'm not going to be able to watch that two days in a row. No, the, there won't be any limitations on him. I really don't think so. You have to win the game. That's what you save him for game two for. Uh, I do think it might heighten the chances that you see Taiwan Walker warming up at some point. Yep. Uh, especially considering his last 31 starts, Ryu has only pitched seven innings once. So he needs to be efficient. Um, and But I, at the same time, I don't believe, as long as he's pitching like he has all year, other than the first two starts in that one Yankee game in September, uh, Ryu should be guaranteed seven. That's what you're banking on. Um, so, no, I don't think we'll see that tomorrow. But, hey, let's hope it, let's hope it works. They signed him for the big money deal to win tomorrow's game. And in any situation, even if you started him today or tomorrow, which they're doing, you have to win your Ryu start just to keep the series going and give yourself a chance. So do it tomorrow. They win tomorrow. It cures all. It does. And there's a game three. So my funny enough, the only silver lining I see in the matchmaker three inning thing tonight. Guys, he threw 35 pitches. Let's say we do you go through Ryu and Walker tomorrow night. I'm putting Matt Shoemaker right back on the damn hill on game three. That's not crazy. 35. I don't know that I'm starting That's a bullpen start for him. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm starting him, though. Um, I agree, but he pitches in that game. Yes, he 100% pitches yeah. in that game. Um, and maybe that also has to do with the philosophy behind, us, uh, behind it again. We'll never be told the whole story. We just won't know. But, like, you know, it, it, going back to that, ethically, and I know baseball doesn't care about ethics, but. That could be literally his last start as a Blue Jay, right? And if that is his last start as a Blue Jay, what incentive does he want to come back? Like, that doesn't seem like something that you're going to be behind moving forward, right? Because the whole goal is... Would be the reason you were thinking that? What balls does Pete Walker have? That's all I'm going to say, because I would have been afraid to walk up to Matt Shoemaker and take the ball out of his damn hands. That's what I'm saying. And this is, you know, a team that we're hoping will be consistent playoff contenders at least. Um, and if I'm Shoemaker, I'm thinking to myself, bro, you, I'm, if I'm pitching, I know I'm just going to get yanked in three. Right. And this is nothing for his his potential contract aspirations in the next season at all. So for me, it's just I don't know. I, I You got to use him again. If, if he can be used on, in game three, assuming you get there. Uh 
sure. I, I, I hope he is used out of the bullpen. You got to have all hands on deck. But tomorrow, for well, depending on when you're listening to this, Wednesday, um, it's put up or shut up. Ryu's got to be on his game. And if he's not, ooh, man, I don't even want to put that on the universe. <laughs> That's a frightening thought, <laughs> at the least. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, going to be interesting to see how they respond because the offense was pretty punchless for the most part. And the amount of 0-2 counts that Blake Snell got into and Diego Castillo got into and Nick Anderson got to, it's possible at that point to battle your way back. You got to have extremely good at-bats to battle your way back. Some of them did as the game went along. Maybe you can say first postseason game jitters, first postseason at-bat jitters the first time up there. But I know, like I said last night, and I'll say again, was the guy that worried me more between him and Blake Snell. So they're going to have to figure him out and figure him out early because the recipe for the Rays is exactly the same thing. Get ahead one nothing. And you have a pretty damn good shot of winning the game if you're the Tampa Bay race with how good that bullpen is. I will say that one run should not have happened. Robbie Ray's on the mound. You know how sporadic he is. He, Danny Jansen needs to be ready to go to block. Yes. Anything. That cannot go through your you got to be ready to go. That's not on Jansen. I mean, that's not on Ray, though. That's no, on, no, that's no, on Jansen. Jansen. 100%. For sure. You have to block that and make sure you keep that ball in front of you, especially with Azarena. Uh, third base, he's fast. He made it easily. So mm-hmm. yeah, that run is on Danny Jansen for sure. Ray I Pitcher. wonder how much if Alejandro Kirk is catching that just because he's actually lower to the ground, he actually gets that ball. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 your point is probably well taken because he is lower to the ground. I know, jokes aside, he is a little heftier, right? So he could probably have My, more of an ability to block that. But defensively, Jansen is the guy you want. Yeah, I'm starting to really believe what I've been hearing from Buck Martinez during the, uh, you know, the uh, broadcasts and whatnot here. The the new style of catching with this knee down bullshit is honestly really starting to degrade. I think some of these stops. If he's in a regular normal catching position, maybe he actually gets to that ball. You think so? It's an agility thing. If you're already halfway down on the ground, I get that the idea of being halfway down on the ground is almost being like a hockey goalie with your your pads out. Right. But the fact is, you know, you're restricting your movement, I think, when you're already halfway down. You know, it's not like you're going to spring back up really easy. And I think that's half the reason why the Blue Jays catchers have not been gunning guys out at second base as easily either, which happened in this game as well. Yeah, it was way off that throw. That throw Um, was in right field if uh, Loris, or not Loris, Bichette doesn't come off the back. No, I was it Bichette or was it VR? I thought it was Bichette's I handed or a left-handed batter. Maybe. All right. Well, I do want I to touch on this. Replay, but either way, <laughs> it was, I do it want was to touch on back. on VR. Uh, fuck you, dude. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Brendan. If you were at all went over the Twitter feed, but was pulled for panic. He fucking bounced. He took his stuff and brought it back to the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah and. You saw a different feed than us. Did they mention oh, yes. anything? Well, you guys probably, I think the way they did just have the cameras for this year is Sportsnet would have TBS's cameras. So I, I saw the exact same thing uh, as you guys. Uh, as soon as he was pulled, you could see he was dejected and he gathered his stuff and went away. Um, Fuck him. If that's yeah, exactly uh, why he left, I don't want him That's not a COVID again. thing. That's not that's a not COVID a thing because Shoemaker so, was there in the ninth. He was in the yeah, dugout. That's a frustrating Correct. thing for sure. If it's a frustration thing and he's going to be that shit of a teammate, get him out of here. I don't need that infectious bullshit in the room. I Matt Shoemaker was pitching the game of his life and got removed and was still sitting there. 
Yeah, I didn't see him come back either uh, from any dugout shots. So I think he was, must have been chilling out there. If we're wrong, please let us know. I didn't see him uh, back in the dugout after that. But if that's yeah. 100% the case, that's, that is pretty shitty. Guys, one thing I want to really bring up, because I think this might help a little bit of the discussion, is uh, apparently plan was to have Shoemaker only go once through the lineup, ideally two innings, but they gave him a third. So they already deviated from their plan a little bit. However, according to 35 pitches. This is according to Charlie. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was only going to be two innings at max, go through once, and they gave him the third inning to go ahead. But the thing that bothers me with this, and this is from Keegan Matheson, is Shoemaker said he had an idea somewhat. An idea somewhat is quoted on the plan in game one. If you're not going to be transparent with your guys about the plans for using analytics and numbers, nobody's going to want to sign with you. It's the exact same issue I have with Tanner Roark. I know that Tanner Roark has not been good, but you've got to let these guys know beforehand. It's like, look, we'll sign you. We'll give you $1 million a year, but you might only be pitching once or twice through the lineup, so you better be prepared for that. That's going to deter free agents from signing here, the lack of transparency on plans if analytics are going to shape decisions that much. Even my bulldog thinks that shit. (laughs) Grumpy face. But, guys, 35 pitches. I don't care any pitching. I don't care who's pitching. If you went through three innings against the best team in the American League and only gave up 30 or, you know, didn't give up anything for 35 pitches, how do you not just keep rolling with that? Worst case scenario is he comes out the next inning, throws, you know, 20 pitches, and he's at his normal pitch count for a four-inning ball game. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah. just don't see the issue here. Unless the idea was that you want him available in your bullpen for game three. But I don't think you can plan that far ahead. I really don't. This is baseball and shit happens, especially when, you know, drop happens. It's just <laughs> there's going to be other things that go on in this series. The one thing that I think that they t- can take away from this, though, is they made Nick Anderson throw 29 pitches yes. in that inning. Yeah, they did an inning and two thirds for him gives up two hits and an earned run. So they even got to him for the 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 best closer in the American League right now. As far as you looking blatantly at stats, I would make the argument there's better closers by the eye test. But a .5 ERA, and we were able to get to him in the first you know game of the uh, play, postseason here. How important do you think that is? Even the Diego Garcia, our Diego Garcia, and everybody that we got to today, that is that many less weapons for the uh, Rays to use in game two. Adam, you want to start where you think that that could be a beneficial to the Blue Jays slumped first game offense? I'm hoping that you just got to hope that the bats are going to come alive, man, because, you know, they looked ready. I was very happy with the approach. I was very happy with the aggressiveness. They looked like they were, they were pretty aggressive uh, in terms of their swings. And the, a lot of the pitches that they laid off was they were pretty good. Um, there were a couple times they got caught up, and I don't know. You just tomorrow you got to be on your game. I'm more worried about the offense tomorrow than the defense, and it doesn't necessarily matter who's on the mound for the race. It's just a matter of because this is a high tense situation, and usually in high tense situations you're more prone to make mistakes. And if if you're trying to just make contact and you're trying to just drive in runs, I think you're more prone to just swing at anything. So it's not so much that I'm worried about who the the Rays are going to put out there in terms of their starter or the bullpen. It's more that I'm worried about the Blue Jays making mental errors as a result of their backs against the wall. 
Brendan? If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, I hear you completely. completely. Absolutely, it does make sense. It's uh, look if they want to win tomorrow's ball game, you have to get Ryu a run or two early, uh, and let him settle in. They, they can't follow the same script. This is how we've lost to the Rays all even for the past like forever. Is they get a one run, two run lead, we have to scratch and claw our way back, get a run from a, a sack fly or a ground out or a double play that scores a run. Sounds um, oddly like tonight. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's the exact same thing. And you know what? That's why the Rays are so, so frustrating because they seem so, so beatable uh, on the surface. Like, and the other thing is just like, man, Joe Panic in his first pinch hit opportunity, he did hit the ball pretty well. And I understand Panic's pinch hit the first time. He is one of the better guys on this roster about putting the ball in play. And he did scorch it. He did exactly what yes. he needed to do. Yes. He did, he did he exactly just what needed he needed to go like a foot further. Yes. Foot higher. <laughs> foot higher. And Randall's just needed to go another inch or two away from Adamas. And then you continue the inning. It, that's what's so frustrating about the Rays, is especially early on when Brandon Lau had that little check swing hit that just scooted up the third base line and nobody was there because they're playing the shift. I'm just like, man, that only seems to happen to the Rays against the Blue Jays. And I've never, ever can recall just the Blue Jays getting lucky against this team. Errors. They always, in that ballpark, especially. And it's even more frustrating when you see teams like the Yankees making their bullpen have meltdowns. The occasional race meltdown is never against the Blue Jays, and that's why they are so, so frustrated to me. Yeah. Not to imagine watching the Yankees actually beating the fuck out of Cleveland right now. <laughs> yep. Um, not helping. <laughs> so, but I just think, guys, I, I made the joke on Twitter that Willie Adamas was the place where Blue Jays hitters' dreams went to die tonight. Yep. And yeah. I really think that is the biggest summarization I can. That, Like you mentioned, Brendan, the Randall Gritchick, he hit the ball 105 miles per hour. It just happens to reach the outstretched glove of Willie Adamas because that, like that, that one was like millimeters toward third yeah. base, and that might oh, yeah. have been a hit for sure. Itty bitty bitty base. <laughs> so, and then the panic one, a little higher, a little further out in the outfield. Same thing. Yeah. The Blue Jays, I think, hit the ball well, but right at people tonight. Yeah, I know. And that was uh, the only way I can say is there was a couple, the one with Kirk to left field. Um, I want to say Randall Gritchick is first at bat. No, second at bat. He hit one right to dead center field mm-hmm. that Kevin Kiermeyer had to run in on casually, but still hit it right on the damn screws. Randall hit the bard every at bat except for the one he walked in. Yeah. So, and then I think um, Biggio proved that, you know, it was Blake Snellisms that was causing his night to be rough. Struck out three times swinging each time against Blake Snell on some really nasty breaking shit. (laughs) So, um, but then he he got a hit in his last at bat, right? Yep. That's what I thought. So, just misses. And I just hope that that little bit of bullpen room that we're talking about here a minute ago is just enough if we do something similar to what we did to Blake Snell tonight by him racking him up in uh, to the eight pitch mark in five and two thirds. We do something similar like that with Tyler Glasnow in uh, game two. There is some breathing room and some daylight in there. Maybe that is where this offense sneaks into it. Because there were points, guys, even when Snell was rolling there, other than the first three innings, that we had a couple opportunities. And mm-hmm. then the line drive to Willie Adamas or whatever it might be threw us off. Do you think there is that room there? Some of these line drives tomorrow that, that we had tonight that went to gloves turn into hits tomorrow. Uh, I'd like... Yeah, I'd I'd like to say yes. Um, 
I'd like to see an adjusted lineup in order for that to become more of a reality. And again, I understand. I mean, we were talking when the lineup was announced today that this is directly from an analytics machine for sure. That's how it was put out. I, I just like to see tomorrow more traditional approach. I have no problem with one and two. I put uh, Vlad at three, maybe. Uh, actually, I'd maybe even put Lourdes at three, Teoscar at four, Vladdy at five. Um, I think that I think right there, prototypical best Blue Jay lineup that you can possibly turn out when you're ignoring it and just using pure baseball sense. Yes. Yeah. And I'd even give Shaw the six hole because um, you need power tomorrow. You, runs are at a premium tomorrow. Uh, you got to keep Kirk in there. You have to. Uh, great Chuck. He obviously is going to be in there. He's going to figure in. Um, if Jansen's playing, there you go. So I, it doesn't necessarily have to be in that order, but maybe you kind of want it in that order. Yeah. Um, just so you have a little bit of stability at the bottom of it with uh, Great Chuck and Kirk, if they can, you know, make contact and get on base. Um, I don't know. It, it's 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 tough. I don't really want to rely on millimeters, and I know in in the playoffs that's you do right. It's yeah. it's literally regular game season is a game of inches, and postseason it's a game of millimeters. So um, you just got to put the ball in play and you have to make good decisions. I have no problem with the decision making of the players today. Uh, you get crossed up. You got crossed up at the plate a couple times. It happens. Right. And I, I don't I chalk that up a little bit to being in the moment. I chalk that up to a little bit of playoff inexperience with uh, a bunch of them, which is fine. Right. And I think in the back of our minds, even though we called the, the Blue Jays to sort of win this series, I think in the back of our minds, we know the Rays are a better team and oh. it wouldn't shock us if they won this series. I, I'm being you know totally totally honest yeah it it, which is fine like we're we're happy to be here as we've been saying but they gotta just they cannot make mistakes tomorrow and they can't chase at at questionable pitches even if you get caught up in a pitch that's right down the middle because like hernandez today you were thinking fastball fine fine like it's just that's an approach issue not a fundamentals issue it is tough ball on a three two count though yes of course especially when he was trying to hit a home run 3 Oh, he was going to match that if that was a fastball. Oh, he yes. was just missing that one that was right before that. It was right as, you know, letters, but he yes. wasn't behind that last one very much. And I think that is why Franklin went with, or Fairbanks went with the uh, curveball. I yes. really think that's the reason he did it, because he, he saw was how fastball. he was that close. Yeah. And he was dead red, period. He was sitting. And he hung him out the drive. <laughs> you just, you got to come out tomorrow aggressive from the jump. You have the first... You got to come out aggressive and you got to try to score runs immediately. This then in turn, because Rio has been rough in the first inning. This is not a a surprise. So if you can establish some sort of run support, even if it's just one in the first inning, that's an amazing cushion. And I know it's one run, but that's a cushion for Rio to sort of build off that, hopefully into seven. Totally. Totally into seven. So I think tomorrow, guys, I think Adam started touching on my last topic I want to touch here. Does your best lineup include Travis Shaw playing third base and Kevin Biggio actually playing second, especially after the nonsense that Villar played last night? I am not starting to put panic at second base, and there's no reason in shit I am giving if it was my team to manage. I am not giving a teammate that runs out on his teams a chance no, to play he's second done. base tomorrow. He's done. Yeah, I think so. Do so. you agree that Villar are gone, if that is a true story of whatever the hell shenanigans happened? Um, that Shaw and Biggio in their normal positions of second base and third base is the reason that the Blue Jays could win this as far as where, what rightfully would be right with the Blue Jays baseball universe. 
Glasnow is a righty, right? I'm pretty right. sure he's a righty. Yes. So, yeah, Shaw's in there 100% in my mind. VR gives you a speed guy off of the bench as well. So I don't mind him being used as a pinch hitter later in the game. Yeah. Uh, but again, he has not fared well uh, in his very short Blue Jays tenure and likely his only time with the Blue Jays. Um, so I agree. I do think we see Travis Shaw tomorrow. I was a little surprised that we didn't see him for Joe Panic in that last week. Actually, thinking back, I'm very surprised we didn't see Travis Shaw yes. with, with Pete Fairbanks being a righty as well. So um, I just like I agree with you, Adam. You have to score a run early. You control the narrative. You can control how the game goes. You get Ryu a run or two. Heck, get him three. And I like where they're sitting moving forward because you have Ryu who's not given up more than two runs, I believe, in all the starts except for three, uh, at least earned runs. So you have to feel good about your chances. And look, I mean, I guess the only good thing about not using guys like Bass and Dolis and, and whatnot is that they, they're going tomorrow too. So they're available. They're ready to go. I don't want to see AJ Cole tomorrow. Uh, I'm fine with Baraki in some capacity. Uh, but you have to use all of your best arms. And if that does include Taiwan Walker, uh, so be it. Um, you have to win tomorrow. Have to. Have to. And, uh, it is. There's no other way to say it. And look, I don't want to be coming on here tomorrow with you guys being all in a somber mood. I would like to be happy about a playoff win uh, for the first time since game, what was it, game four against Cleveland in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, their last playoff win. So I want to be previewing game three and uh, having, I, I guess I'm not ready for baseball to be done for the Toronto Blue Jays is ultimately what I'm saying. I agree. All right. So gentlemen, do you have a last mention or anything you would like to get off your chest here before we go? Yes, I want to reinforce this is not on Montoyo. I'm sorry, it's not. Maybe, maybe Cole. I'll put that on him. But the this whole, is for the computer algorithm they're reading the bullshit from. Yes. The problem the, is some guy that's programming it can't even find the any key on it. There so, you go. Yeah. It, the I shoemaker pull. Any any key. <laughs> the only thing that I will put on Montoyo, and this touches on Brendan, what you mentioned, is that if there was no communication about him only going through one inning or one time through the lineup, that's on him for not yeah. communicating that clearly to Shoemaker. And it seems like there's a disconnect there. So I'll put that on him. But the decision-making process, it's not Montoyo saying, I decided he's going one inning. Yeah. It was a we decided that he's going one inning. Who's the we? Okay, And, and that we is broken. It needs to be fixed. Yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Thrown out. I don't care where these decisions are coming I from, agree. but somebody needs to be held accountable. Yes. This yeah. nonsense is ridiculous, and it's getting shameful for Blue Jays fans that he keep to keep hearing the we. Well, who's the we? <laughs> I agree. I'm with you. That that's my closing statement on everything. Brandon, yeah, your closing no, statement, sir. I agree with that. It it feels a lot like, in a way, Montoya's just kind of the man in the middle who needs to deliver the message from up top, and. You could be like, hey, I mean, this isn't really me. This is out of my hands. This is the decision I was told to make, and that's what I was hired to do is follow through with what I'm told. Um, I don't know about you guys, and this might be really, really nitpicky, uh, but it's something that it was either Joe Siddle uh, or John Axford who was uh, in, a, in the analyst spot uh, for Joe Siddle uh, on Blue Jays Central. Was it – do you guys feel that Tioscar – was a little lackadaisical when Azarena had that triple. It looked like he was a little slow, and if he was a little quicker getting that ball and picking it up, you may have been able to hold him to a double. 
Um, or is that way too nitpicky? Because Siddle thought that if there was a little more urgency on that ball from Teoscar, that you may have been able to hold him to a double as opposed to a triple. I didn't notice it when it happened, if I'm being honest. Um, and again, you have the luxury of having the Sportsnet broadcast. I do not. Um, I, I didn't really recognize it. Um, dude's fast. Yeah, so I was just thinking triple A anyway. That kid was... I think they said he was running 25.7 feet per second or something like yeah. that, which is an That's insane definitely. amount of speed. <laughs> so no, I, I was thinking um, triple, so it didn't bother me. Okay. Maybe maybe he did take a little bit longer, but I really don't think that I can put that on him. And I don't think it's a health issue or anything like that. I think it literally is a just, oh, shit, I didn't realize he was that fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And VR is trending on Twitter. Uh, he's third right now, trending in Canada. And ben I have Nicholson a strange Smith. feeling it's not in a good way. No, 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 no. Ben, yeah, it's not. Ben Nicholson Smith has 119 replies to his tweet of a picture of VR packing up his equipment uh, and going. One uh, me included. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I literally think I wrote, um, if that's how he's going to treat his teammates, fuck him. Get him out of here. I believe I was that blunt. Yes. From this podcast, actually, account. I didn't even. I didn't hold any punches. <laughs> Can't hate, man. Can't hate. So, but anyway. All right, yeah. I got nothing else when it comes to uh, yeah, tomorrow. I'll just keep your fingers crossed. I will say this. I, I, I will say, enjoy it, Blue Jays fans. Yeah. Even if we lose, enjoy this game. Because, we, again, we're not even supposed to fucking be here. And we're here. And this is a great... Even if we get swept, it's a good learning experience and building process for next year. Um, so just enjoy it because we got to experience postseason baseball for the first time since 2016. Enjoy it. Great you know, 100%. I think that's the right, the big one right there. I do want to give a special shout out to uh, Julie Jays who saw our 500 followers on Twitter. We do actually usually get in that ballpark of listens between our Twitter and our actual podcast every week. Nice. But, nice. Um, it's nice to actually have officially 500 followers. And she was nice enough to go, oh my God, we got to hurry up and put you up to 600. And she reached tweeted it and a bunch of people joined in and chimed and followed her lead so thank you very much julie for uh you know spreading the word of our you know barroom collective here so (laughs) there you go cheers so anyway gentlemen um you know we will be here whatever is going on tomorrow i will tell you right now it will be a somber lost show and we won't have quite as much time to deal with a lawn conversation unless we are going to literally use this as therapy like we did this evening and we might go with it but um regardless of what's going on we're going to continue to bring you complete blue jays coverage here on jaybird watching the collective of me adam corsair brennan panikar is always here to talk blue jays baseball hit us up on twitter at bird watching gc all of us have the handle to be able to chit chat and talk to. We want to interact with everybody, just like how we were just literally giving a shout out to Julie J's right now. <laughs> so make sure you get on us about talking and chit chatting. We are looking forward to talking more. That's how we actually got started with doing this. Was actually trying to talk to more Blue Jays fans in a barroom style setting. Gee, I wonder where our logo came from. Hmm. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I can quite stomach the two claps and a Ric Flair right now because it doesn't no, feel like right. that moment to me, guys. But we'll um, let's go, let's Blue, go Blue Jays like we yes. usually do. Let's go Got Blue Jays. Let's, let's go, go Blue Jays. Blue Jays. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.